Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Experience Points podcast. We're an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Welcome to Cumanera's inaugural live screen stream. <laughs> live stream. It's not Halloween anymore. <laughs> uh, live stream. I'm Kelric. I am the narrator. Uh, I am new at this, so please be forgiving. And with me is my fabulous and lovely cast. If you would like to introduce yourselves, my pronouns are he, him. This is something that we like to share. Kenny? Oh, you were starting with me. Okay, hi. Uh, my name is Kenny. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. I play lovable, uh, wear hair, kind of grumpy boy right now. His name is Hillian Jossa. He is a uh, earnest jack who howls at the moon. And we call him Howlian when <laughs> he is in this form. Yes. Which will never get old. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Aaron. I use they, them pronouns. And I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, they're very sassy and 17. So it's fitting. Um, and yeah, very excited. And for them, all you need to remember is that when things go wrong, it's called Rylu-ing it up. Can we kill that, please? <laughs> Charlie will make sure that lives on forever. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name's Cage. I use she, hers uh, pronouns. I play Charlie, who is a strong-willed Nana who talks to machines. Her pronouns are also she, hers. And this is only the second episode that Charlie has made an appearance in. Which makes it super exciting because... <laughs> Charlie is going to give us our recap from their perspective. Take it away, Charlie. Indeed. Excellent. So there I was, right, at the Murden at Midnight, hanging out, just talking business with my people, uh, Marvel and Wither. And uh, this guy walks, this person walks up, right, and uh, trying to smooth talk Wither over in Marvel. Um, and so they start talking about this nobility. Well, up walks Tuna. Tuna definitely is not nobility for anyone who knows Tuna. Um, and they, they're they talking about um, this map and how they've got the shins for it. And so um, since they actually seem good on their money, uh, I split off to go get the shins with them. Um, and uh, at that point, I'm able to um, connect with, with Tuna. We're able to, to talk and catch up a little bit and figure out what's going on. And um and and so I, I go with them uh to go get the, the shins and we're gonna meet up at the drop point for for this map um and get the shins with them um some somehow hillian just kind of wanders off and disappears i honestly i've got no idea what's really going on here um and 
So we get to this drop site. Um, it's not the person that they were expecting to come. And then um, all of a sudden there's this like wave of, of, of lightning and, and Tuna's uh, just kind of like over, like her tech is overheating and um, she quick tells me that she'll be okay, but she has to go and she hands me some stuff. And um, at the same time, there's this beast that's coming bounding out of the forest and um, she just disappears. Uh, and I just, I don't even know what's exactly happening, but now I'm standing here with people that I've never met before today. And there's an exchange that's supposed to be happening. And this beast is coming in uh, and she's gone. Very good. I like it. So that is pretty much where we pick up the uh, the bits to fill that in a little are there is a character named Nils. He is an NPC who is lanky. He has a robotic arm on one side and he has a map to a forested area that perhaps leads to a place that Tiuna, Hillian, and Rylu may have come from and blown up. So they are they have been sent by the Aeon priests to collect this map. Now I would like to hear from Rylu about what they remember before coming in here because they did split the party. And it would be really good to hear Rylu's remembrances of what led up to this, just so we can start to pull the whole story together for any people who are not being a part of it. All right, so first off, the reason Ryluing up is a thing is because uh, Kalric <laughs> loves to jump me with scenarios like this, where Kalric's like, oh yeah, so we're going to have Cage do the recap. Hey, Aaron, also do the recap. <laughs> so, well, first, the two of you... You split the party, so it's two very different perspectives on the exact same thing. Love to hear how this how Rylu remembers what happened. Let's find out. Um, <laughs> so, of course, the priesthood sent us on another inane mission to go and get this map to a place that we already know is gone. And so we traveled to the Murden at midnight, and as I was wandering around, I came across that guard, whatever his name was, um, and found out that he's actually in with the Court of the Rogue in town, which is exactly where I was trying to find anyway. Um, however, me and the Rogue didn't get off on perhaps the right foot. I don't uh, do well with strangers thinking they can tell me what to do, even if they are the Court of the Rogue. Respect is earned, not uh, given. And so it turns out that uh, Tuna knew one of the people from the court, um, they tagged along with us a bit. I'm not quite sure what was going on there, but uh, as we, it turns out that the rogue is also trying to get the map. And so we are going to split the cost 50-50. And I followed their contact in order to go find out where this Twom was. And upon arriving, found out that it was uh, nobody but Nils, which uh, a long time ago acquaintance that we helped rescue. But some things didn't add up. The minute I saw him, I realized that some weird things have been happening lately. A, a bear claw appeared from that very adventure, and a battery that Tiuna had used as well. 
I think that something has been... Gnosis might have been following us for a very long time. And then we went back and we, we went to the meetup. And then Nils used a device that may or may not have killed Tuna. I don't know what happened, but we're about to find out. Very, very nice. So the scene is all of you are in a very open sort of amphitheater space that you have Nils standing at a Numenera device that has just sent out a, an electric shock wave. It has knocked all of you to the ground. And as you are on the ground, you see Tiuna just start arcing with electricity. And it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter around her. You can see her sort of speaking to someone, like her mouth is moving, but you can't hear anything. And then she turns and in her face is this moment of clarity and she grabs Charlie and she puts something in Charlie's hand. She mouths something that you can't hear, Rylu. Then in an explosion of light, she disappears. And all that's left is a smoking space on the ground where she was, an arc of lightning that has disappeared and you can sort of see it go up into the sky and it's gone. You see Charlie holding two things in her hands, looking a little dumbstruck. And then you look over and you see Howlian. And there is a moment of confusion on their face and it starts to soften. And then it fills with rage. They turn and on the ground are also the five other people who came with you, all of them from the Thieves Guild, including Wither, who are slowly starting to pick themselves up. Nils, who sits up and looks around and just starts laughing and starts to pick themselves up off the ground. What does Howlian do? Okay. <laughs> Howlian just witnessing probably the only person who could have soothed him back into being uh, a real boy. Let's explain that real quick. How is it that this is the only person who might be able to do that? What is that? Uh, so it was a bond that uh, Tuna and Hillian had. So Kenny, as a player, uh, is saying all of this. <laughs> Hillian doesn't know that they turn into this raging werebeast. For whatever reason, Tuna and Rylu have been allowing Hillian to maintain that facade like not knowing not understanding what's going on and Hillian's very okay with this Hillian just goes along with absolutely everything but whatever it was Tuna's manner with Hillian or just that she always had snacks treats whatever oh yes <laughs> oh yes so yeah Hillian trusted Tuna and could be brought down well, to see that Tuna disappeared, and not just disappeared, like, it was violent. It was in a flash, uh, and very unexpected. And given that, uh, right now, Hillian is Howlian, a raging were-pair, um, I'm sure Hillian's gonna start breaking stuff. 
where where am I in the bar? You're not in the bar. Not yet. Okay. Open area. Open area. Okay. North end. It's sort of an amphitheater. Oh, okay. So I, I, I all of this, all the stuff I just described is actually where you are currently. You've come bounding off of the building on the right side and just landed. Like you're so strong, you jumped basically from the right side to the left side where people are knocked down. Not Nils. You're you're in the midst of the rogue court folk who are on the ground and starting to pick themselves up. And Tuna disappeared maybe 25 feet away from you in that explosion. Mm-hmm. Who's the first person that Hillian's facing? Were you looking at where Tuna disappeared? Yeah, probably. So then the first person you would see would be Charlie in the place of where <laughs> Tuna was. And then there's two or three people on the ground picking themselves up in between the, the you and Charlie. I do have something that I was hoping to do that might influence this, but if you want Hallian to go first, you totally can. I just have some, I have an idea. No, 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 this That's... is all happening at the same time. So Yeah, so if you want to take over a portion of the scene, go for it. I have to assume that Rylu knows how to, at least something about Hallian, like maybe a noise that Hallian reacts to, or like a, uh, it's, its favorite jerky. Do we still use he pronouns for Hallian too? Does Hallian have? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, what like his favorite food is or whatever. So I want to uh, either roll something or just do something. And I want to be like, Hellion, and just direct him at Nils and be like, attack. Ooh. All right. So for this, I think this would be, I shared with all of you the... Uh, Numenera cheat sheet that is online that is absolutely amazing. It's by Justin Alexander. But I would like for Kenny to set the difficulty level and for Aaron to roll based on that. I will oh, I will have any modifier. But how difficult do you think this would be for your character to be influenced, Kenny? Um okay. I'm gonna say that I like took a strip of jerky and threw it at him. <laughs> you're pelting a, you're pelting the <laughs> rabbit with jerky. No, that sounds <laughs> perfect. No, threw it at Nils. Like I wanted it to fly oh, by okay. Hallian's face to distract Hallian and then hit Nils. Given that... Meanwhile, Charlie is just like dumbfounded, like this is no time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill Nils. You don't even know. Given that Hillian knows Rylu, but they're in a blind rage. Let's call it uh, six intimidating. All right, so this is a DC or a TD a level, so a TD six. The way that works numerically is any difficulty level is multiplied by three. That's what Aaron has to roll on the dice. So currently, you have to get an your target is eighteen. What abilities would you like to try to use to make this? I don't know if you're going to give me this one, but I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, all social skills, because whether this is intimidation or distraction. No, no, that that it, this is a social skill to work with your were beast friend. So that would take it down to a five, which means you have to hit a 15 on the dice. Cool. Um, can I get an asset, which is just, uh, I think, one point or something, for having intimate, or, or maybe even a step, uh, for having intimate knowledge of Halion at this point, since I've traveled with him for so long. So, what is your 
connection to Halion. Oh, yeah. With the players, all of the players have connections that are part of character creation. What is it that you and uh, Halion have to each other? I know that Hillian needs to eat meat during the transformation or will like suffer really bad consequences, which is why I was trying to use that jerky and also direct mm -hmm. uh, him to a giant body of meat that I don't want to be alive anymore. I think that is pretty reasonable. What do you think, Kenny? Do you accept that? There's that and um, Hillian uh, believes everything that Riley says. Basically. Okay. That's that's Hillian's connection to Riley. <laughs> so I will give the two of you between that, I will drop it down from a fifteen by two. So your target is a thirteen. Thirteen okay. dice. Somewhere between Let's difficult and challenging. <laughs> and I'm gonna spend some intellect in order to do this. Okay. Uh okay, I'm gonna need to read it back up on that. Okay, cool. So then I will spend the effort to make the it easier difficulty. And that brings my intellect down to five. What does that put me at? Like a an eight? Uh no, it'll drop it down by three. So it goes from to a ten. Alright, I got a 50-50 chance. There's nothing else I can do. Let's see what we get. You succeeded with a 13. Now I need for you to make a speed throwing attack to see if your meat hits <laughs> the mills. <laughs> hey, Coward, does this count as a ranged weapon? <laughs> I am going to say no, because oh. it be jerky. The jerky itself is not the weapon in this case. It is the food. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. I was going to say it gets plus one damage. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> okay, let's see. Yeah, I don't have anything for that. Uh, well, then I'm go definitely going to apply some effort to this. All right, so I'm going to say, here's just throwing a piece of jerky. Now, I'm picturing this as like a stick of jerky based on how you've described it, so. Yeah. Okay, so it's like throwing a Slim Jim. So <laughs> you're pretty far. So I'm going to say this is at least, we're going to make this four. It's totally doable. So you're, it, you're. It's, it's fantasy Slim Jim. It could be heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Or it could be lighter. So we're going to say it's a difficulty four, Sesame. which means your target number is 12. I mean, I feel like my light ranged weapon, because I'm used to throwing things at people, should at least give me something. No. Like, even if it doesn't give me the damage, I feel like the accuracy should be there. I would give you careful movement. I have that too. That's perfect. That I'm willing to give you. Okay, and then I'm definitely going to use some effort because speed is my forte. Yes. Um, okay, right. so, so in the rules, which is never a sentence I want to start with, but I'm going to try it anyway. You can use effort to lower the difficulty, but also to have effects. And I really want this, if it hits, if, if I spend another like effort, to hit Nils in the face and stun him for a round. You're going to have to roll a nat 20 if what you want is it for him to stun him. This is a piece of beef jerky. So I want to ask a sentence, but I'm not going to. Very powerful stick of beef. Yeah. Stun yeah. him with your if foot. You... Uh, I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to waste the points 20. then. I'm not going to waste the points for that. All right. I, uh, yeah. Don't bother wasting the points on that because I will give that to you if you roll a nat 20. Perfect. Okay. Um... So I just need to roll, so it was a 12, careful movement and effort, so I just need a 6 or higher. 
Six or higher. Should be super easy. How about oh, an eight? That was almost in that 20. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that 20 and I was like, oh, it's an eight. <laughs> okay. So with an eight, yes, you were able to hit Mills and redirect Howlian's attention from Charlie to Mills. Charlie, you see Howlian focus on you for a hot second, and all you see is this animal rage directed at you. Roll me a quick perception check. 19. With 19, you also get a thing called a minor effect. A, you do notice that the meat has been thrown and successfully slapped someone in the face. <laughs> and you see that it pulls Howlian's attention. You can react to that, and with a minor effect, you can make something else happen. So I do have, like, uh, because of, like, the, um, like, talks to machines and things like that, I do have, like, this connection with, like, machinery. So mm -hmm. is, is there something that maybe I could perceive that maybe I would not normally have seen that I could connect with, with kind of that ability? There are a couple of things. What, it depends on what you want your character to be focusing on. Are you focusing on... Howlian? Are you focusing on the stuff that Tuna gave you? Are you focusing on Nils because you know that Nils set that charge that went off that caused all of this? Are you focusing on the machine that did the thing? What is it you want to look at? Yeah, so because all this has been kind of like this whirlwind, and if I see this <laughs> stick of beef jerky going towards Nils, I feel like I probably no longer I mean, I'm still like weirded out by Howlian, because I don't actually know that that's Julian <laughs> right. at this point yet. So, but at, at the immediate threat is gone as soon as Howlian starts veering towards Nils. Um, and so because I do know that that kind of pulse came from Nils, and that's why Tuna's not here anymore, I'm probably focused on something around Nils um, and maybe something Perfect. that I could work with my distant activation on. Like if there's something that I could activate or deactivate to give me an advantage or Nils a disadvantage in this situation. So Nils has a mechanical arm, which you are aware of. Okay. And so since you can, uh, your ability is to speak to machines, mm -hmm. potentially there's something you can do there. Um, with yeah. the machine, I would, I would let you short circuit his arm for a turn or have it like clench up and hit him for one round or <laughs> dig into the ground. So Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I would give you something small like that to be able to do. So what does Charlie do? I, w I think I I'd want it just to kind of like deactivate for the turn, I think would be good. Um, so that's okay. something I can do with like the distant activation is I can deactivate a machine that's within short range. It just has to be my size or smaller, and I have to understand the function, and it's like an arm, right? So <laughs> yeah, so you got this. So absolutely. So you can have that as a free action to notice that and deactivate Mill's arm for one round. And are you going to move? Are you going to do anything else? Are you going um, I might actually kind of like step back as much as I can because... I'm, I am squishy <laughs> um, and the stuff that I have is, is kind of ranged. So I will see how much I can remove myself from this, especially since I don't fully understand the situation. Like I'm not going to go in, you know, 
guns blazing. So Sounds reasonable. You're. <laughs> what does it look like when you deactivate the arm? How does it Numenera look when you do it? I imagine like uh, Charlie's eyes like lock onto the arm and and see it, um, and then there's probably just like this like hand movement that she kind of makes. It's kind of like a like cutting it off sort of. Okay, and like, like I'm cutting the circuit. Visible on the arm that happens, or is it just? the person won't know until they try to use it. Um, I imagine that there's probably, because I think that what I'm thinking is that she essentially kind of like cuts the circuit temporarily almost. I think that like a similar, even though like the circuit, obviously I don't physically cut the circuit, but yeah. um, I think that like a similar effect to that happening would show up. So like it might spark, but I don't think Nils would notice considering is how there's a lot of other preoccupation happening right now. Um, Sounds but reasonable. yeah, there, I would imagine that there would be like a, a similar visual appearance to that too, even though it's not technically good. Sounds great. So Nils is on the ground. They basically see a spark in their arm. They've been laughing because they feel really good about taking out Tiyuna so easily. They're like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. And then they get bonked in the face with beef jerky. And they're just like, what the shit? And they look over and they see... Rylu, I'm assuming with the same devilish laughter face that Aaron has right now. <laughs> Rylu is furious. Like, Rylu is torn between you see them kind of looking at Charlie because they want to know what Tiuna said and what happened to Tiuna and what's going on. But also, like, that spite and hate that only a 17 year old can have for someone they don't really know just directly at Nils. Okay. Cool. So there. So Nils assumes that you hit them with jerky, and you are responsible for whatever went on with their arm. Um, and they attempt to stand up, and of course they're used to using both arms, and all they feel is dead weight from their other arm, and so they push and they sort of fall over on their side. This is no longer funny to Nils. What is Howlian doing? Well, Howlian is rearing back and going in for a leap and is going to try to uh, jump onto Nils and maul him. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Um, this is not going to be a difficult roll. This is a, a difficulty level two standard, so most people can do this if they are a Howlian. Yeah. Aware can jump. That's fine. So you have a six. If you have stuff to bring it down to a zero, then you don't even have to roll. So do you have two things to drop it? I have an edge of two. <laughs> okay. I think that makes it, uh, it drops it by two. No, edge is when you expend effort, it reduces the cost. Ah, okay. So you could expend one effort and it would cost you uh, one point. Cool. Yep. Two. To, to drop it by a level? I will roll uh, Might then. Alright, so you have to hit a 3 or better. A 16, yes. You land on them, and now you're going to maul them? Yes. Is that a special ability, or is this just you attacking them with your bear claws? I'm sorry, rabbit claws. Hair claws! <laughs> Rabbit claws. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, duck season. Rabbit season. Um, yeah, so... Um, 
yeah, so Hillian will, yeah, start trying to dig All into right. Nils with the, just as a might attack. The first roll was a 16, TD6. The 6 actually beats a TD3. It, yeah, it doesn't add the edge and stuff, I don't think. Okay, so it's the equivalent of a 9, yes. right? All right, so they are a 9, so you just meet their stuff. So you do hit, which means they do 4 points of damage. Yeah. Nils has armor, so it drops it down to 3 points of damage. So you have done some damage to Nils. Congratulations. Yeah, so I imagine it just, it looks like Hillian, yeah, pounces onto this person. What does Nils look like? Nils is very lanky. They have the metallic arm. They are tall, wiry. They have a patch over one eye. But other than that, they just have like kind of greasy, sandy blonde hair. That They look like life has not been easy. Your typical... <laughs> SVU heroin addict is what I'm picturing with my <laughs> arm. Okay, so yeah, Hillian pounces on top of Nils um, and rakes one of um, his claws across um, their chest, like from their mechanical shoulder down uh, across, you know, their torso, and they rip open whatever like vestments they have on in the front, and I imagine like some of it gets caught up by their armor, but Hillian definitely connects with their their flesh. Absolutely. And when you do it, you actually, uh, they have a tattoo on their chest of the convergence symbol. Your claw rips through the center of the eye. That's a thing. Then let's everyone roll initiative so we can see, because this is going to be the surprise round after the explosion. If we can get an initiative order, that would make life easier for me. Back at it. Got a 16. And right, so 18 for Hillian. A three. Nils is going to scream because that actually hurt a lot. They are going to open up a disrupting module. Question, because I forgot from last time we played, did the map ever end up, like it was summoned already, right? Like he summoned it and yep. then he set off, uh, perfect. That's what I needed to know. They're gonna open a disrupted no disruption nodule and attach it to a blowgun that they use. Their arm is still useless because this is their first round actually trying to use it, but they are going to, actually they're gonna attach it to a knife they have in their non-mechanical arm. You see them flip open a base at the bottom and crush something in. And so it was like there was a green light that just suddenly they pressed on it and you could see that it cracks. And suddenly there is a green glow all about this knife that they're holding. And they're going to attempt to hit Hillian with that. So Hillian, what is your defense? Killian has to roll a... Um, it's a uh, speed defense. Yep. All right, so that's going to be a TD then. I imagine that Howlian uh, applies effort all the time until he's just done. A 12. All right, so you are able to dodge that, and then I am going to have you roll a second speed defense to see if when Nils swiped at you and attempted to roll away, if they were able to get away from you. 
Okay. So this is just going to be a speed roll to see. And again, it's still going to be just a TD3. Uh, a speed to see if Nils is able to get away from me? Yes, to be able to worm their way out of you. And actually... Can I do I, that as a strength? Or a might, I mean? So a three, and you applied two edge. So it beats a TD2. All right, so they, it was a TD3, so they are able to sort of scramble away from you, but not very far. They are on the move, and that is what they're going to be able to do this turn. So that moves it to top of the round, so it's Hillian's turn again. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. Hillian is going to try to uh, basically tackle Nils again. Do it. Yeah, with a major effect. Ooh, a nat 20. So for that, you can either do extra damage or you can do something else that you want to do, which is it that Halion's going to do. Halion's going to do extra damage. Okay, so that's two extra points of damage for the major effect. So they do five points of damage. Nils has one point of armor, so they have taken (laughs) more damage. So they are down... Seven. What is the whole court of the rogue doing right now? Or are they still like getting up and stuff? So they're still getting up. They're not. I haven't put them in the initiative order because I don't have a blank NPC to throw there. So cool. I was just wondering for story. Yeah. Yeah. They'll go after Charlie because you rolled because <laughs> you rolled a, th- a three on initiative. They're going to go ahead of that. So um, yeah, Hillian kind of scrambles forward um, as Nils tried to do something to him, and I imagine Hillian like grasps one of Nils's ankles like because I imagine like Nils was like backing up and then as Hillian is just like clawing forward it's just kind of clawing up Nils's body excellent total horror movie moment where that Nils is scrambling on their hands and knees trying to crab walk away with this broken <laughs> not working metal arm that is also dragging them down and you just grab their ankle when they think that they have just started to break free. They scream, and a look of absolute horror comes over their face because you have done some serious, serious damage. And that makes it Charlie's turn. Yeah, so the the folks are, are they closer to me than Nils is? The other guard people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other Thieves Guild people are the ground, basically to the left of you. And all of this action is happening to the right of several several feet away from you. Okay. Just curious is like where people were kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, but so while Howlian kind of has Nils down on the ground, um, I think that I'll use Onslaught on Nils. Um, I'll do the physical Onslaught. Okay. You are going to run up and you are going to use Onslaught on Nils. I don't know that I have to necessarily run up because I just have to be able to see him is the way I understand it. Yeah, it's not a mental ability, I think. Yeah, it's a mental ability. Even the physical one, it like creates like a physical force that hits them. Okay. It's not me actually hitting them. Okay, so you're just doing a distance attack then. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the way that I kind of imagine it is because I have like psychic access to like the kind of nanites in the air like i picture it being like a very like light version of like an iron wind almost that's awesome little like nanites that attack them sort of go for it all you have to do is be able to see the target and it happens unless they have some sort of intellect defense for the physical one their armor comes into play 
Okay. Yeah, so it's a four points of damage unless they have armor. Okay, so he does have one point of armor. So you do actually have to roll to attack. Oh, I do? Okay. Yes. So it's just a straight d20? Correct. So a 13 is definitely going to hit it because they are a TD3, which is nine. So you okay. hit and you do four points of damage. Mm-hmm. And that's reduced by one from their armor, mm-hmm. which is still one too many. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you kill Nils with that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So you kill this person. Are you moving? Are you doing anything else? I imagine, well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Charlie still is completely, I mean, only seconds have passed, right? So like, she's still completely like, what in the heck is going on here? So she will continue to kind of like move herself away from groups of people, essentially. So at this point, she's not really sure like who she should be trusting and like, like what exactly is going on, but she knows that the that the source of why Tiuna is not here was Nils, so she was comfortable attacking Nils. Outside of that, she's not really sure exactly what's going on, um, and she trusts Tiuna. And Tiuna kind of said before she left, you know, about like Rylu and Hillian. So she's kind of on that side, but I think that after she uses onslaught, she'll still kind of like back away from other groups of people. All right, that makes perfect sense. At this point, Wither is right next to Mills and Halion. And Wither, being the leader of this group, seeing everything start to go up in smoke and seeing this giant were rabbit is slowly backing away. And you see them touch the uh, bandana that they wear over their head, and you see like circuitry flash and suddenly they are much harder to see. Like you can tell they're there, but it's really hard to focus on them. Like as you look at them, your eyes start to tingle and burn a little and it makes you want to look away. You see them slowly stepping back. They manage to maintain their cool really well, but they are horrified at how badly this deal is gone. And they are backing away from the murderous were rabbit that is in front of them, which I feel like Wither is together enough and close enough to recognize that someone else killed Nils, but nonetheless, Nils is dead and they are moving away. It, it probably doesn't help that Hillian has started eating. Uh, that w- we were going to get to that. <laughs> 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 Yay. So, Watch out for those metally bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that to be so brought up. They're, Toothpick. Yeah, so they're backing away. Charlie, you, as well as the other three members of the band, all feel something on your wrist tighten and then loosen. And it's your signal from Wither that the job has gone south and it's time to get the hell out of Dodge. You see... You see the other three people uh, look at their wrists and slowly <laughs> back away. Like all of them are just like, okay, we do not want to attract this were rabbit's attention, but we are getting the hell out of here. This is this job is is toast. That moves it to Rylu. What are you doing? 
Okay. So first things first is is the map still around or did Nils slide of hand or not Nils did uh Weather take that without me noticing? No, uh the map is still there. Wither is much more concerned with surviving than anything else. Oh, okay, cool. Uh I walk over too calmly, way too calmly, uh pick up the map, and I just kinda like Look at Hillian as uh, he's eating this person, this whole person. And I'm going to give myself a little bit of distance and just kind of wait for Hillian to finish his meal. And then once that does happen, however long that takes, uh, I am going to try to calm him. But as long as no one approaches Hillian to fight him, he needs to eat. Okay, Hillian, how, what is Hillian doing? Let's, let's do this and then let's take a break. Hillian <laughs> uh, H- is digging in. Alien all but put on a bib. All right. Well, all is quiet except for the sound of ripping and crushing bones. And on that note, we're going to take a break and maybe we'll get a snack. People could be hungry here. Who knows? <laughs> and thank you all so much. I am Kelrick. I've been your DM. You can find me here every other Sunday. We will be live streaming from now on. You can also find me on the EQP Starfinders, where every other week, if we are not doing Numenera, then we are doing this on Saturdays, roughly the same time period. We will have notices up on our Twitch channel, our uh, Twitter accounts, and wherever else that we are able to be found. And with that, how about we go in reverse order? So, Cage, why don't you tell us about you and where you can be found? Yeah, so I'm Cage, and I've been playing Charlie uh, today. And you can find me on Twitter at RageCageRugger, R-A-G-E-K-A-G-E-X-R-U-G-G-E-R. Uh, and you can also <laughs> find me on Twitch. Um, so for those of you that are in chat, you can see my name has popped up in there. I won't spell it all out again because it's slightly different. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, hi, I'm Aaron, uh, playing Rylu. And yeah, you can find me at Space Persona on Twitter. Um, I've been rather quiet lately because this semester has been kicking my ass, but uh, I'm hoping to dive back into it soon, especially this has rekindled my love for everything. Uh, hi, my name is Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at Drone. Aside from this, I also uh, DM our Starfinder game, which we'll be playing uh, every other Saturday, so you can find us on this uh, Twitch channel next Saturday. We're playing the Dawn of Flame Adventure Path, um, and then in two weeks... Come back here and uh, find out what happens to my poor traumatized bunny boy. Yes, this has been super, super fun. Thank you all for joining us in chat. That was awesome. And I want to put this out there before we leave that I have recently gotten a copy of the Humblewood book. It's a D&D 5e expansion sort of adventure path, adventure path thing where everything is bird people or fox people or hedgehog people or whatever. Yes. And I am beyond excited about this and desperately looking for a narrator and some other queer people to play with. So if anyone's interested, please reach out to me because I desperately, desperately, desperately want to play this game. So if that's at all interesting, at EQ Points on Twitter, send us a message. That would be grand. Okay. And with that, Cuminera out. Kenny, please lock it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bye. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hello and welcome to St. Fleur, where the city is modern, the fantasy is urban, and the faction politics are at an all-time high. Join us in Shadows of St. Fleur as we follow the wizard, Alistair Lockwood. Regret to inform you, I'm not a wizard. I am a master of the arcane arts. The scholar, Jeremiah Roderick Crawford. I'm an earl, you know, and you're a baron. Those words carry some weight. The wolf, Victor Margaret. Victor stands on the bridge in the cold. Fuck. The fae who is known only as Silk. Um, do we know if this was a, you know, was a standard mugging? And the vamp, Alex Juro. Quite. Because the first time the door opens, I'm going to push her out. Through their experience in the city. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast with a majority LGBTQ plus cast playing characters finding their way through faction politics, all in pursuit of their own individual goals. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.